You're listening to Travel Tales with Virgil. Hello, my name is Virgil O'Keefe and you're very welcome to the podcast. The blue-green hues of the sparkling sea of the Turkish Riviera has deservedly earned the moniker the Turquoise Coast. In fact, the word turquoise is a derivative of the French word for Turkish. Today I'm giving my top recommendation for 2024 for a holiday, the Turquoise Coast or the Lycian Coast or the Turkish Riviera as it is known. This area in southwest Turkey stretches for a thousand kilometers as the most beautiful place with amazing towns. I was on holidays this summer in Kalkan, so I'm going to talk about the area around Kalkan, Kas, the ancient Lycian ruins, Batara. I'm going to talk about Olindenis, very famous beach and beach town. Talk about Gokek, which is famous for its gullet boat trips. I'm going to talk about Dalian, which is an inland river town. The turquoise coast has history from the Ottomans, the Byzantines, the Romans and the Lycians and the Greeks. It's one of the most beautiful areas that I've ever been to, so I'm looking forward to now sharing my recommendations from that area with my travel buddy and partner, Emer. So Fergal, Turkey's been on your book list for a long time. You've been writing notes about Turkey and why were you so attracted to taking us on a trip to Turkey? Well, last year we went to Halkidiki which is um, you fly into Thessaloniki in Greece. And the reason, I suppose, for years, we went to Mani, one of our favorite places, which is the Peloponnese. And then I was looking for places that reminded me of that area, essentially. So the perfect place for me, I've said it before, is mountains down down into the sea with maybe beaches and a little fishing village. And that's the ideal place that I'm looking for. So I saw these places in the turquoise coast in Turkey. And last year when I was in Halkidiki, I said, oh yeah, I definitely have to go to Turkey because Halkidiki, when we were there, we were in a couple of peninsulas, but there was one Mount Athos, Urinopoli, is at the town, which Mount Athos is a, uh, it's an old monastery town. And um, we were playing Urinopoli, which is the gateway to it, real atmospheric little town. And there was banners everywhere talking about the hundred years, celebrating the hundred years of the refugees that came from Turkey. They called it a displacement. Over a million uh, ethnic Greeks in Turkey went to Greece and a lot of them ended up in the Hakodiki province. So there was posters up. It was like a hundred years. It was 1922. It happened during the 1920s in the Turkish-Greek war. It was really interesting. I look, And obviously everywhere I go, from a natural point of view, I love that. But then I also love places with history and, and Greek and Turkey have Turkey have that in miles. So I really wanted to go to this area, Kalkan, Kass, around there, because basically they're like little Greek villages in Turkey, because that's where a lot of the Greeks would have come from when they were displaced. And then the actual Turks that were in Greece, they ended up in Kalkan. So I think you'd agree, it, is, it feels like, Bougainvillea is how you pronounce it, the, the flowers with the wooden the wooden balconies and the whitewashed walls. It, it has the feel like little medieval Turkish or medieval Greek towns. Yeah, so that was the big attraction. It really, really felt like we were in Greece at times when we were in Turkey, which was lovely because we love Greece. 
And Turkey, um, I mean, listen, we absolutely loved each part of the holiday, but I suppose, what was your highlight? Well, I suppose Kalkan was the place where we spent most of our time. Um, and and the, I suppose the reason why I picked that is, you know, I'd really recommend it for people with families. Like, it's it's, it's a beautiful little bay with with the, as a, the old town in the centre of it, but then going all around it up into the hills are loads of villas. So it's a perfect place for families. It isn't that well known um, with Irish people. So you fly into Dalaman, it is the airport, which is southwest Turkey. And then I say it's about an hour to an hour and a half from Dalaman Airport down to Kalkan. And it's really popular with British. I mean, you know, I've heard people saying it's a bit like um, the West Counties on the Mediterranean. And there are lots of English there, but very, I mean, we didn't meet any Irish. But the, the reason why it's so popular is one, it's got a beautiful place, but it's great value. But particularly, I'd say, because there's loads of villas all around the hills. So it's a lot of families staying. And, you know, like us, we're a family of six. So if you're a family of six, to pay into a hotel compared to paying into a villa for less or the same price, you will get so much more. I mean, we we stayed in a villa there in Kaikan, you know, up in the hills above the town, looking out onto the bay. You know, every room had, like, looking out onto the sea but with, with a pool um, a gorgeous setting. It was a short walk, I would say. I put up photos on Instagram, but like it was a short walk. I'd say five, less than five minute walk, two minute walk down to a beach club. And that's the other thing about Kalkan, actually. So it's a bit unusual in a way that there isn't really any beaches in the area. The actual town of Kalkan has a town beach, but it's like a little pebbly beach. But we actually it isn't a massive thing on our list is beaches. Like we, our yeah. kids, they love beach clubs or jumping off the rocks directly into the sea. Would you agree they, with that? They absolutely just need somewhere to jump from. So <laughs> exactly. in this instance, it was perfect because there's diving boards at each of the beach clubs and they could uh, dive into it. But what I really liked about this area is that you actually don't really need a car. Um, you could take a transfer from the airport to Calcan. And then there's um, boat taxis to go to all the different locations and there's a good bus service. So apart from the fact that the villa was probably the nicest place that we've ever stayed in um, for like the budget was just ridiculously cheap for what we got. Um, I just think it would be an amazing place just to even go for a week's holiday. Yeah. And, and I noticed actually loads of companies, there was loads of like taxi companies doing airport drops and you know i don't know what the price was but it wasn't that expensive per person you know and kind of remind me maybe of skiing trips where you get the the higher the little buses but there's loads of that so yeah that's definitely an option and say what we also loved our calcan i suppose we've got teenagers so you know it's, it's a buzzy town so every night like there's a real buzz in the streets i mean they say they have over 200 restaurants in this little town so it's narrow streets it's got all the markets with the street sellers and the kids love that haggling with the guys trying to trying to get football jerseys for knockdown prices and trying to haggle with them and loads of restaurants all around the you know all the way down to the seafront and you know i mean that when we arrived when we arrived our first night into the village the very first um restaurant we went into which was probably one of the nicest that we went to was called salonica and it was named after thessalonica which the, the greek name for thessalonica where we flew into last year for 
um, to go to Halkidiki, Thessaloniki, which is the second biggest city in Greece. It used to be part of Turkey. So, you know, it was really interesting, like being in a restaurant, you know, one of the reasons why I went there is that connection with Greece. And it was a restaurant called Thessaloniki. And there's a great buzz. You eat outdoor and we actually get out on the rooftop. On the rooftop, yeah, restaurants that, are that, divine. That that was the first one, but we ate out on the on the actual road. But every other time, it was on the rooftop. So there are all these like townhouses throughout the streets, but all the restaurants are actually up on the roofs. So you're looking out over the bay. Like one night, we went there for sunset, and you're looking out over all the other rooftops for all other restaurants, and looking out out onto the sea, the sun setting, and it's just amazing uh, atmosphere and great food. I'd be interested to go back there when it is in such high season. I mean, the, the English schools finished the last two weeks of July. So it was obviously very, there was a lot of English there. But I imagine before, before that, it wouldn't be as busy. So I would definitely, rec- I definitely would love to go back. Exactly. And the other place then, place that I really loved was Cass, which is half an hour away um, along a spectacular cliff drive from Kalkan to Cass and if I was to go back again I would I would love to go and stay in Cass actually because Cass is so Kalkan was perfect for family and there's a bit of action and lots going on for the kids Cass is kind of more what I love is it was little little harbour small it's a smaller town I think it it's it's more Kalkan is built up through tourism whereas Cass is is an old market town and you can still see that uh, so I really love there, and, and it's it's as it's another half an hour on, so maybe there's less tourists or whatever that would go there. But amazing buzz there! Yeah, beautiful. Like we went there to go on a boat trip, and we went there. So we were there early morning, and the little harbour is right in the centre of the town, and the whole harbour was just full of of gullets, old wooden boats to go on boat trips, but also dive boats because off of Cass is considered the best diving in Turkey. So it kind of reminded me of Cairns when we learned to scuba dive. It had that buzz early morning and all these people getting ready on the dive boats and getting the gear and the, the nervous energy that you feel in the harbour. I just love that buzz. So I'd love to be there and to be able to go diving from Cass because it's, it's supposed to be spectacular. But I love the atmosphere. Um, and then the boat trip was, was probably the highlight for me of the actual holiday because... It just was, a, it was a, I think it was a full day that we actually were on it. But you could, so the where, the area that we went to is called the Turquoise Coast. That whole area, it's like, a, it goes for, like from Ishmir to Anatolia. But that area all along there is called the Turkish Riviera or the Turkish Turquoise Coast. And it's called the Turquoise Coast because the color of the water. And it really is spectacular going on these old boats, going along the coast with the mountains going down to the sea. Um, you know, going into little coves and going for swims in the little coves. And then we ended up in an island called Kekova Island, which just off Kekova Island are these old ruins from, I think it was like the first or second century AD where there was an earthquake, but it's like a sunken city. So the boat slowly goes over the city and you can see like old Byzantine church and like streets and these um, old tombs that are a bit like dolmens, like they're tombs built on stilts. So some of them even coming out, some half submerged as the water. But you're, you used to be allowed to swim around there, but now it's a protected area. So you're just sailing along. I think you can still canoe 
through it, which would be an amazing experience. Yeah, a dive. But it was so atmospheric. And then just across from the island is Cael Kai, which was one of the spots, uh, sort of, when I was doing my research for the area that I really wanted to go, because I go to the quintessential Turkish village. If you had an image of this, it's like built up on a hill, like the shape of a pyramid with these old wooden houses. You can only get to it by the sea, even though it's on the mainland, it's, it's hard to get to it by land. So really you only can get to it by sea. And at the very top of it is an old Templar, St. John of God, I think it is actually, castle. So it's really atmospheric, a big, huge Turkish flags when you arrive. So it's unbelievably picturesque. It feels like a bit like you know, going to Inishir or something like that, even though it's the mainland, because you can only get by land. But remember, so walking around that town and sitting in little makeshift cafes with generators, like having a Coke, looking out with the half-submerged tombs in the water, which you can walk around if you were so inclined. But it was so atmospheric, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was beautiful. And... um Obviously, you love everything Templar, so that was um, a big bonus. What I loved about that boat trip was obviously getting to talk to kind of different, different, different tourists, and especially when we met that Russian couple who um, had to leave Russia after the Russian the Russians invaded Ukraine, and it was just really interesting to hear their side of the story. And um, obviously not all Russians are in agreement with what's going on and they had to flee and their lives have been put on hold and they have to put their wedding plans and they're actually they're putting their IVF treatment mm. on hold and like so much has changed for them and all their friends and you know they're they're more the educated Russians who just have to flee and obviously they're that was interesting on that boat trip. You kind of summed up, see what I love about like something like that being on that boat trip because it was all kind of um, what to call them like not deck chairs, what are they called? Like chairs you lie out on, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're wooden deck chairs, aren't yeah. They? But no, but we were lying out on chairs, but anyway, we're all right beside each other. But getting to talk to them, and while you're stopping off in these beautiful coves and like see turquoise sparkling water, diving in for swims, and then back out and hearing their stories. and that's what I love about traveling. You get to meet people and you get to hear their stories and people are probably more open in those kind of situations than they might be in others. So it really kind of summed up what I love about traveling, really. Yeah, and it makes you, you do have to kind of push yourself to go to interesting places, <laughs> to meet people that are, I suppose, non-Irish. And that's where you get to learn. I thought, you were, going, I thought you were going to say you have to push yourself to, to talk to the people because... That's what you're good at, and I'm not good at. So I'll let you do, do the talking. But it was brilliant then going back to Cass and you know arriving in to the into the village in the evening with all the boats coming in, and there was a beautiful little you know square with, with you know like a, a park, a little park right in front of the harbour, and there was old guys playing backgammon, and the locals were out, and we ate in a gorgeous restaurant. Oh, we got we got a recommendation actually yeah. from the Russians. So that was probably the best food we had. Yeah, it was amazing, amazing food. So that was spectacular. And then the drive back to... Which wasn't amazing. Well, yeah, but that's just because it was dark and you were nervous wreck because it, it was like a bit like they're a mappy coast. So you, you had no faith in my driving ability, but... Well, it's true. the kids had no faith in <laughs> <Yeah>. driving ability. <laughs> but we got back in one piece. But the great thing is, again, if people don't want to draw, um, hire a car... Um, 
the buses and boats mm. go between Cass and Calcan, I would definitely consider that now that I know. I mean, there was buses to like really interesting places, all the, all the interesting historical sites. And because car rental can be expensive, and I think that would be and taxis weren't an expensive. Oh my god! Like, like for the boys when they were going out, it's like two or three euro to get a, lift, a taxi home. Exactly. Which is, and, and that's the re- actually another cool thing about Calcan is said there's all along around the bay there's all these little these beach clubs which are some are like different levels but some are very fancy with even with pools in them and you know really cool but you can get boats little speed boats so they bring you into town or out. So that's um really cool feature as well. And everything's so good value, it's such good value. So then we obviously spent some time inland. But before we go inland, I just want to, just another place I must do visit is one of the visits beside Kaikan that we went to one day is Patara. So there's some, be- there are beaches near Kaikan. There's one called Camputas, which is just outside Kaikan on the way to Cass. And it's considered one of the most Instagrammable um, beaches in Turkey. And it's because I was saying that that's a cliff drive and there's actually steps, something like 200 steps down from along the cliff drive down to the beach. And, um, you know, it's a little beach, which now is actually packed. Like we, we didn't even stop loads of cars and people heading down to the beach at that stage. And that's on one side. But then on the other side of um, Kaikan, it's called a place called Patara, which is an 18 kilometer beach the longest beach in uh, turkey and part just right beside the beach is is this ancient ruins, the lycian ruins because also this whole coast called the lycian coast because the lycians who were pre uh greeks and pre well pre-romans they were like a, all along that coast um they, they had many like ruins but the capital was called patara which i absolutely loved so that was like an ancient um like amphitheater yeah well it was a whole city i mean you could walk around roads and go into buildings the amphitheater which could fit a couple of thousand again i'll put up photos you know it was just so atmospheric it was very special and it was obviously incredibly hot at that time because there's heat wave all over europe but um the the kids loved it and it just made me think my god we must bring them to rome and we must bring them to all those other to pompeii and all these interesting places because they did love that was kind of one of their highlights. Yeah, bar at the time when we were dragging them along in the in the <laughs> searing, searing afternoon heat. And then the beach was actually like Enniscrone in Sligo. It just felt like an Irish beach, didn't it? Yeah. Well, because it's a protected area, it's not. I mean, there's little. There was one or there was two, I think, hutty restaurants on the beach, but that was it. So the whole area is protected area because they have had uh, those turtles that need their eggs on, on the beaches and the sand dunes. So in fairness to them, they do protect the area. And the, the fact that it's part of these ancient ruins, but it, definitely something to go to, would really recommend. So yeah, so definitely, we, I think the, the, the main consensus among the kids was they'd love to go back to Kaikan and Cass, and particularly the villa, which, you know, could have been anywhere, I suppose, in one way, but they, they definitely love that. You know, it is, go- especially when it's hot, having that, being able to go just hang out in the pool, out of the sun in the morning time and then go off traveling in the afternoon. I suppose the reality is you couldn't really have a villa like that in any of the other countries we've been in, so because it would be a lot more expensive. So for the same amount of money that we're, we'd get like a hovel in France, we're staying in this stunning villa in Turkey. So it was thumbs up for me. Um, I feel that what 
I feel that there's it's loads of scope around that area. Like there's all those hikes to like we were to go out of season. There's these incredible hikes. Like I would, I definitely want to go back. There's so much more to see. Yeah. You know, being in there during the height of the summer did limit us a bit. True, because even in Kaikan, where we were, we were sort of, I think it's called Calamar Bay, just like, you know, three minutes from the town. But above us then, you're surrounded, all, as I said, all around by the mountains. And actually above us, only 15, 20 minutes away in the car are mountain villages. And they're famous for like the rivers. They have the restaurants serve trout and they're these amazing kind of they kind of even have these kind of canopies over the water where you can eat and you get all your food so we didn't even go up there up to the mountains but um definitely would like to go to that and then above us all along that coast from Kalkan from Cast Kalkan to Fetier all the way you know it goes all the way along the coast I think it's it's 500 and something kilometers along is the Lycian Way which is the longest walk and one of the most famous walks in Turkey. So it is possible from the towns all along the coast here, even to do day trips up to the Lyceum Way, or if you're so inclined that it takes a month to walk it, but you'd have to be doing it in the autumn. But yeah, it's definitely uh, something that we'd like to go back to. One for retirement. <laughs> and I think we also really loved our um, trip to Dalian. Mm. Um, the, the, our f- first few days inland that was that was a real experience I loved that why did you pick that location well one it was very close to the airport because I, I we, we were so it's, it's very handy so it's literally half an hour drive from Dalaman airport but Dalian is a very famous I wanted to experience that it kind of it, it reminded me of maybe you know Southeast Asia when you're in up on the Mekong those those like Luang Prabang those kind of town towns on the river so this is a, like on, on a river like dalian it's inland but amazing little town with with these limestone cliffs across the water from the village with all these massive you know a bit like uh, mount rushmore type you know but from from bc these old um there were tombs built in are a bit like um petals. petra 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 so it reminded me of petra uh, in Jordan so the temples built into the mountain like so so amazing but what was really cool about it was where Dalian was located you could get little ferries little boats you can get tourist boats if you want but they're actually ferries which were like I think two euros a person or something which brought you down to the beach this huge long beach which again is a protected beach because there's um, loggerhead turtles they laid their eggs on that beach so you could get the boat along the river, passing all these little river villages and houses. It was really cool uh, to go down for the day for the beach. And then you could actually go from Dalian up the co- up the river to the, like a huge lake, which all around that lake, there's little towns like Gokeches and there's mount- again, the mountains are there with mountain towns. So there's loads to do around and visit around that. There's mud baths along, along the river. You can go over to the mud baths or there's loads of activities on the river, so, but you still can get to the beach every day. So I love that. Like it was, it was something a little bit different, wasn't it? And what I liked about, I suppose, being on holidays in that area is it, you felt there was a lot of local, I mean, people from Turkey, you know, coming on their holidays there. So there was just, it felt very authentic. 30% of people were maybe came from overseas and the rest were maybe... Turks that were on holidays there and it just you know it was great to kind of watch them in very different ways 
exactly so there was so that was dalian and then to get on our way down to uh Kalkan, we stay we stayed in a place called Ulindenis, which is right what most people call it fetier well fetier is actually a big town on the coast but beside it but over the mountains is a place called Ulindenis, which again is if you ever see ads you, you actually know if you ever see ads for turkey this is the beach that they normally use to advertise turkey because it's kind of a beach goes and occurs at the end into a place called the blue lagoon so this crescent shape um beach area and that area is protected down there again so it's got some restaurants on it but very little but a big long beach with a gorgeous town and again i would say a lot of turkish go there on holidays to to this place Dennis. Yeah. but like so it, it's a very it's a tourist town on, on an amazing beach surrounded by the mountains again but spectacular beautiful isn't it yeah um, absolutely stunning uh, it felt um like it was all low rise which i love um you know low it was low rise and it was just like it felt again like loads of kind of turkish people on holidays and all their families and a, a big mix of the different faiths there and just kind of yeah, it was it was really beautiful. And it's famous for paragliding. Again, that's something you you always see if you ever look up at Olindenis. There was paragliders that jump off the mountains above us and come down and land in the middle of the town. So my first day there, like walking along and look behind me, and there's these paragliders coming into land right behind me. But yeah, would really recommend that. And then the the last place that we stayed in, and this was recommended to us, but also. It was Gokik, and the reason why we picked it is one recommended to us, but also again it was only about a half an hour, three quarters of an hour from the airport. And Gokik is this little town. It's kind of like a new town, really. Like it's beautiful all around the coast, but it's it's a very plush town. A lot of um, it, 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 there's a marina there, and there's huge, huge uh, yachts. I mean, I think um, Abramovich is supposed to have his yacht there. There was a couple that were unbelievable. So it, to cater for that kind of market, like there's a lot of cool, fancy restaurants and... Maybe because we were just there one day, but I didn't I didn't love Hatswick. I mm. wouldn't really recommend it. It's but just felt... Remember when we were in Dalian, you were talking to a guy and he, he said, if you're going to go on a, on a gullet, which are these old uh, Turkish... They used to be old Turkish fishing boats or for sponge diving, but now they're used for tourist boats. And if you were go, wanted to go on one of those boat trips, um, that he would say, that's the place where you go from. And, you know, they go up and down the turquoise coast. But I think that's what it's famous for. So I think that's where a lot of people go there is for those um, boat trips, you know. So the last night of the holiday, we, I said to the kids, would you like to come back um, to Turkey again? And they would love to go back to Turkey again, but they um, just want to go and explore somewhere new this year. So we won't be going to Turkey for another year or two, but it's definitely somewhere I'd love to go back to. And where was your highlight then, if you had to pick something as a highlight from that trip? What would you recommend? I think coming into Cass and spending that evening in Cass was very special. Um, and I feel... I obviously, I loved Kalkan, absolutely loved it, but I think um, I probably would love to maybe spend a holiday in Cass, which is just the neighbouring um, village beside Kalkan. 
and I really love that. I, I agree. I absolutely love Casp. I love Kakan too. And the reason, you know, from practical point of view, it's easier, closer to the airport. It's got it's got um, more, you know, activities, especially if you've got kids or teens. There's some bars and uh, restaurants. There's a lot more going on. And if you are in Kaikan, like there's loads of companies. We drove ourselves because we had a hard car, but there was loads of companies we went into them that do trips to Cass and then on to Kekova Island. Because for me, that was the, the highlight was that boat trip was just, I loved it because it, it covered all the angles with the history and the nature and meeting people and the bulls. Yeah, and I think as, as we have, ad, we have adults, children now, and to find a location where like it meets our requirements but it's also good for them in that there is a social life but it's not tacky it's beautiful it's like it's kind of more you know feels safe and and they're happy to be there and we're happy to be there because there's loads of things interesting things to do so it's a really good mix for a family exactly and just to let people know that so you fly there's a flight from Dublin to Dalaman um, and it was very reasonably priced I have to say Reiner. or sorry Reiner yeah and very reasonably priced and also the car hire was ridiculously cheap it was so cheap that I was nervous that it wouldn't be there when we arrived and when we arrived I've never experienced that one before where the guy walked out and the car was in the car park and you know, just said, here, here, handed you the car keys and off we went. But it was really easy. And yeah. obviously, we've had some nightmare experiences of hiring cars, and that was probably one of the best. And again, good value. I mean, the the holiday was incredibly good. It was such good value that we actually didn't cook in one night, <laughs> <laughs> which is always good for me. Exactly. Thank you very much, Emer. I would ask if you could please subscribe to Apple Podcast. I would also really appreciate if you could leave a rating and a review as it helps others to discover this podcast. Please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Travel Tales with Fergal. Stay safe and keep dreaming of future travels. Travel Tales with Fergal.